All right. Welcome back to the latest and the greatest, the Blue Brothers Sportscast. I'm Caleb, and with me, as always, is Brandon, and it is the offseason. And, you know, basketball ended a little while ago. Honestly, I have a love-hate relationship with football. So here we find ourselves going to be talking a little bit pre-draft. And then in two weeks, we'll have post-draft. So before we actually jump into everything, just letting you know now, in case you don't hang out until then, if you want to share with us your thoughts after the draft is done, you can leave us a voicemail because we're going to be doing a post-draft episode. Uh, Call into 551-258-3276. That is 551-BLUE-BRO. Honestly, I don't know why more people don't use it. <laughs> because what what show out there, on like, this was actually the beginning of this podcast. Before, Brandon, mm-hmm. you came on and everything. It was just like, hey, you know, we're going to talk about football. And if you want to talk about it too, this is a platform that you can actually talk about football and we'll mm-hmm. play your voicemail. Nobody does it. Hardly anybody does it. Anyway, just Steven. Just Gotta good old Steven. So, but yeah, feel free to call in. Um, speaking of the amazing sport of football, which I haven't talked about in a long time, <laughs> um, spring game is officially stupid because <laughs> one, it didn't happen. Okay, I get that. But then two, they didn't even air any of it. Um, yeah, odd. Yeah, I was, I don't know what happened there. Um, honestly, when I saw and noticed that I was too frustrated to even kind of spend time searching the reasons why, but then they had highlight footage afterwards, which was some of the most useless garbage I've seen in a while. Um, because all it is, is like the close-ups, and you don't even really get to see anything develop. And it's just like, cool. Okay, then. Mm-hmm. So basically, now that spring practice is done, we know nothing more except for what people get to tell us, which is boring because I'm a visual person. So thank you for that, Michigan football. <laughs> um, a couple of things that I have been able to figure out, I guess, from what I've read and listened to is that the future is not very bright. (laughs) Um, So yeah, they're saying that the wide receiver core is not all that impressive that bell is leading that group. No, I love, I like bell. Don't get me wrong. But when you're at, a place like Michigan and you've had receivers in recent years, like Donovan people, Jones and Nico Collins and Tariq black and so on and so forth. Bell has always come in after that. I mean, I know that he's had better years than some of those players at different times, but if he is just the one who's leading you, that's kind of not great in my book. No offense, Ronnie Bell. Yeah, I kind of saw that thing that MLive posted too, saying Ronnie Bell leaving re- leading receiving core, and I was like, yikes. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know really how to feel about that. Um, 
but then uh haskins is doing his thing um that he's expected to be the leader for the running backs which is not too um surprising yeah not too shocking not too surprising um people are back and forth about McCarthy and McNamara. I don't even know. I don't even want to get into that because honestly, the quarterback discussion at Michigan is honestly like laughable with Mm. how, like look at all these other schools that have success and they have some sort of consistency year to year. I mean, the only time that Michigan has kept somebody more than one year in the starting position, it's been questionable that they should even have been doing that. So who's yeah. to know and even try to speculate what's going to be happening next year and not being able to watch the spring game doesn't even give you any chance to try to figure that out. But I'm not diving too too much into it because I have next to no information. But what I will say is I'm not very optimistic for the 2021 season for Michigan. Um, even less so optimistic than when we did our final review at the beginning of the year. And if Michigan's offensive line and uh, running back core cannot be productive, then this team is going to be dead in the water. Because I do not have faith in the quarterback, whoever they decide. Mm -hmm. And I definitely don't have faith in the wide receiver core on being able to not saying that they're not going to do well and have good performances, but being able to do more than what they have in the past few years. Like that's what I'm talking about. Like doing more like Michigan has been declining and they need to do more than what they have. And so everything that we're taking away from the spring game and since the end of 2020 is not leading in the right direction that 2021 is going to be better than last year. So. Yep. And we got a whole bunch of people like transferring uh, commits, like changing. I mean, that happens every year, but it seems like there's more this year and it's guys like Giles Jackson's leaving. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We already knew Zach Charbonnet was leaving. That sucks. Milton's gone, but I mean like whatever that means. (laughs) He's going to Tennessee. Yeah. Have fun. So, yeah, that's so that's that. I mean, I, I don't want to dwell on it because, like I said, there's not even really information there, and I don't even know what to try to take away from it. So I'm not going to try. So that's that's enough for me. I don't know if there's anything else you want to say, Brandon, about like kind of Michigan football and the recent news of anything from spring practice. But since there was no news, there's probably not going to be a lot, but yeah, I guess I kind of say the same thing. You are that I'm really not expecting much. I'm really not even excited. No. And it's sad because every single year I look forward to watching football and like as bad as they were last year, and like as disappointing as they've been, I'm getting to the point where I really don't even care, and that's sad. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just you know I was excited when they're like, oh, they got Mike Hart as their running backs coach. Like that was a good hire, and then it's like all these guys are transferring, and like I don't know. I yeah. was thinking that too. Like who the heck is our, is our receiving core now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um. I honestly think I might be more excited to watch Lions football in 2021 than Michigan football. Because <laughs> at least they're, they changed it up. Yeah. Exa- they're doing something. They're trying. Exactly. That's That was my thought. I was just like, 
they're they're both going to be bad, but at least with the lines, it's like each Sunday you might not know if they're going to win or not. <laughs> with Michigan, you're going to look at the matchup and be like, oh, yeah, they're going to lose this weekend. Yeah, the Lions kind of just admitted they suck and they're trying to rebuild. Yeah, and usually kind of during a rebuild, uh, the beginning stages of a rebuild, you can kind of have some interesting things happen where, you know, unexpected wins or unexpected performances and things like that. Well, they they grew some balls and they traded Stafford away. Yeah. <laughs> right then it, they kind of brought me in. I'm like, okay, now I'm watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I mean, for sure the team's going to look drastically different. So Yeah. So speaking of the Lions, Brandon. All right. Um, you know, I guess I can start off with a little bit of Michigan since we're going to talk about the NFL draft. Oh, uh, God. Lots of players from Michigan. <sighs> I mean, you know, I guess not like lots, like a good handful of them. Uh, probably the only one that's going to go in the first round is Quiddy Pay. Uh, that's pretty much, he's kind of like the consensus top edge defender. It's like mm-hmm. pass pass rusher, which I, I don't know. He showed flashes at Michigan, but he never really did anything else. Like, I, I kind of feel like he's a little like Rashawn Gary, but with less hype. Uh, yeah, I feel like, like he's got all the tools. But yeah, it, he just didn't have the production. Yeah, he's gonna and that's be good. Why I'm like, he's a little down on my list than like some of the other people have him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I do have my reservations about how effective he's gonna be in the NFL. He's gonna be good. Yeah. Um, but you know the first round, you know, wanting to get that effective production right away out of a first rounder, uh, you know. Yeah, uh, we'll see. I think he probably goes in like the middle towards maybe towards the end of the first round. Uh, but if he makes it out of the first round, I'd be surprised because I know there's a lot of guys that are pretty high on him. And, mm. you know, he did show really good at his pro day. Uh, I mean, he weighed in at 272 pounds and he ran a four five two, which is like crazy for that size. Uh, he also had a 36 reps on the bench, which is also crazy. Uh, so yeah, I mean, had a great workout and, you know, that bumped up his stock as well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as far as other players, I can just rattle off some of them. You know, Chris Evans, some people seem to be a little higher on him. I'm not quite sure why. I mean, he had a good workout. Uh, I don't he, know why either. Like he never did much. He didn't even, he wasn't even the starting running back. No, he can't break a tackle to save his life either. Yeah, that was really confusing to me when I saw how high some people were projecting him at. Yeah, and like he weighed in at 219 pounds, which was heavier than I thought he was. Uh, and he ran a 4-5 to 20 bench reps, which kind of surprised me because he's not a very big guy. Yeah, I mean, um, more power to him. Like, if he can do it, go for it. But, like, yeah, that's a little surprising. Dude, he had a 40-and-a-half-inch vertical. Which is nuts. I think that might have been top for all running backs. Mm. Uh, yeah, it just kind of surprised me. I don't, I don't really know where to put him at because running back isn't like a big 
position like it used to be in the NFL because mm. everybody's kind of pass happy. I could see him going like fifth round or something like that. Yep. If he gets drafted. Um, and then also in that running back fullback area, we've got Ben Mason. Um, I'm not sure if he'll be drafted because fullbacks really aren't a commodity anymore. Nobody really uses a fullback. A lot of teams don't even have one. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe they can convert him to uh, like a tight end or something because he's you know, six two. He's strong. He's a good blocker. Um, you know, he had he did twenty nine reps on the bench, so that's you know good strong guy. Uh, I guess I, I, I'm thinking he's probably going to go undrafted just because it's not a position that people use anymore. Yeah, I was kind of wondering about that. I mean, he's a football guy, but he doesn't have a high demand in what he at least has currently done. Yeah. He, he could be converted to something else, I'm sure. Right. Um, you know, he could even get a look on defense, too, because he did play a little bit of defense mm-hmm. at Michigan. Uh, so the next one, probably the most intriguing one, at least. And the Lions looking uh, is Nico Collins. Mm-hmm. Man, he really kind of surprised me with his speed at his pro day. So, I mean, 6'4", 215, big guy. Ran a 4'4", which is pretty quick for a guy that size. Uh, did 14 bench reps, which is, you know, it's about average for a receiver. He had a 37.5 vertical, which is pretty good for a guy his size. I mean, he's 6'4", and he's Jumped 37 and a half inches. That's pretty impressive. Um, and he also had like a pretty big broad jump. So he's Dude. another one too, where it's like, I'm not sure like where he's going to fall. What were you going to say? Uh, I'm still saying that he's like one, if not the best receiver Michigan's had on the team since like Braylon Edwards. Uh, that's quite possible. I mean, just like, but he was underutilized and not like taken advantage of. I mean, I still go back to, I can't remember what year it was now, but an Ohio State game, I believe it was 2018, maybe. Mm-hmm. And even though Michigan looked bad, Nico Collins was out there just wrecking the defense. Like, throw yeah. it up, Nico would catch it. And the only reason that Michigan did not get absolutely absolutely embarrassed i mean they got embarrassed but completely embarrassed was because of nico collins yeah um and i've seen that like people talk about you know guys like mel kuyper and todd mcshay saying that he was underutilized at michigan and i'm like yep <laughs> exactly uh i don't know with his size and speed i could honestly see him going towards the end of the second round Mm-hmm. I'm thinking probably more in that third round range. Yeah, just because wide receiver is so deep in this draft, it's crazy. Yeah, and he's in a weird spot too. He didn't play last year because he he sat out, and then being underutilized at Michigan, his tape is not going to look as great as some other players. So, yeah, I yeah. could see him dropping, but I do believe that he's going to do well um, as long as he lands at a decent spot and they don't like uh, yeah. under utilize him in the NFL. 
<laughs> right. Um, yeah, and for NFL rankings for wide receivers, he's the ninth okay. wide receiver. Um, so the next one we got uh, Nick Eubanks, tight end. Uh, another guy showed up pretty good as pro day. It seems like all of Michigan's guys just like balled out at their pro day, which is even more maddening because uh, like Harbaugh, he couldn't do something with these guys that are like athletic freaks. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> they, really they know disappointing, but. that's, that's how it's been so much for the, the six years that he's been there yeah. is the, they underperform, but then they get to the NFL and they do really well. Maybe not Tom Brady good, but they do really well. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's another guy too. I'm, I'm not quite sure where he's going to go. Uh, it's a really thin tight end class. It's basically like Kyle Pitts and a whole bunch of other dudes. Uh, I can see Eubanks going like maybe sixth round or something. Mm. Just because he has that athletic upside. Uh, and then we got um, Jalen Mayfield. Yeah. Who, uh, another guy that, you know, pretty athletic for his size. You know, he weighed in at 320 pounds, which is pretty big for a tackle. Uh, he didn't do the bench, so it was kind of hard to really compare. Didn't have a very good broad jump, which is not very good for a tackle because usually you want to see that because it kind of goes for like the explosiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, just like that upside, I can see him being drafted probably third round. Rock. Cause you know, Michigan always has good linemen. They always make good NFL linemen. Uh, there was a stint where they didn't know what an offensive line was, but. Britt Rod. <laughs> usually. Michigan is good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and then on a defense, we got Carlo Kemp. I I, I think he's probably going to go undrafted, to be honest. He didn't have a very great pro day. Uh, and for the rankings on NFL's website, he's like, he doesn't even have a grade. <laughs> so I'm not expecting him to really get drafted. He might be like one of those uh, practice squad dudes that gets a couple games here and there, maybe plays for like four teams. <laughs> but he, I'm, I'm sure he'll get a chance, but I don't really see him doing much. Uh, Cam McGrone, he might be the second or th- second or third Michigan player taken. There's a lot of dudes that are really high on Cam McGrone. Mm. And I guess, you know, it's just the athleticism. He's got good instincts. He's got decent size. He he can cover. He can tackle. You know, um, he just he's one of those guys that does everything good, but nothing like really well. And you know, you need those guys on your team too. But uh, I could see him probably going like third or fourth round. There are some guys that are super high on him. I think Mel Kiper was super high on him and had him going in the second round. Like he had him as one of his like top three linebackers or something crazy. Oh. Huh. I'll have to kind of see. Uh, I think the last one I got here is Ambry Thomas. Who he is bigger than I thought he was. I didn't know he was six foot tall. I thought he was like five nine or something. (laughs) Just like a little dude. 
I feel like he's a little uh, wiry. <laughs> wiry, yeah, um, yeah. But I, I thought he was about six foot. So yeah, he he measured in uh, six foot, one hundred eighty nine pounds. Here in a four three eight, which is fast. He's quite. I mean, man. he's a he's a corner, but um, yeah, one of the faster corners in this draft. Um, I'm thinking probably like fourth or fifth round. It's a deep corner draft as well. And, you know, just, he's got the size that people would want. He's got, obviously got the speed, um, you know, having that sitting at year out might drop him a little bit. And dude, he only started like one season, didn't he? 2019. I think is he was like a return man mostly. So there's not really much tape on him. So I'm thinking probably like fourth, fifth round for him. Um, some other ones just like, uh, Quinn Nordine, like, dude, you, you worked out at the pro day. Why? Yeah. (laughs) Like nobody is going to, Nobody's going to draft you, dude. Nobody's going to sign you to a practice squad. You can't hit the broadside of a barn. So he'll like, probably go. He'll probably go to the NFL and like, guys and play great. Yeah, <laughs> go like an entire season without missing a kick. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't understand. He's got a big leg, but he his accuracy is horrible. I, I guess I just don't get it. Uh, the, dude. Yeah, just another one of those Harbaugh weird um the slumber party boy. Yeah. But uh yeah, I was I was called Captain Hook because his extra points always kinda hook off to the right of left. <laughs> but uh the last one is Cameron Cheeseman, aka Cheese Man. Cheese Man <laughs> uh, long snapper. So yeah, he's not getting drafted. Even though the Lions drafted a long snapper a few years ago, <laughs> yeah, he'll I, I, he'll he'll get on a team somewhere and practice squad, and he he could move up and see some time. But yeah, I don't see yeah, him getting drafted. He's, I mean, long snapper is still one of those things where it's like you don't have to be the most athletic guy in the world. As long as you're a good long snapper, there's always seem to be a role for you. And you know, it's kind of Don Muehlbach of the Lions, like he's been around since the beginning of time mm-hmm. so if you're consistent then you'll probably find a job and you know he, he could contribute on special teams but he's not getting drafted i mean let's say that <laughs> he might be a a practice squad guy or something preseason but mm-hmm. that is all the guys from michigan at least that i saw there could be some other ones but um I think that's pretty much it. So I guess we can get into our Lions mocks. Because we each did a mock draft. Oh yeah, you know that mine is going to be the best (laughs) ever. Because I'm a professional. Oh yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm a professional either. Um, (laughs) But I guess I do pay a little more attention to it than you do. A little bit, maybe. Um, yeah, I mean, I love the NFL draft, so I really get into it. Uh, we did our mocks on the um, the draft site. The draft network, I mean. 
Gmail.com. And um, I have like a premium account so we could do trades. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it sounds like we both did trades. A little do you bit. you want to do yours first or you want me to do mine? Uh, sure. Let's get the one that's going to be an absolute joke out of the way. <laughs> All right. Tell me what you got. So we were talking before and uh, before we started recording that the Lions are set up right now to have six picks in this year's draft. Yeah. They got a first round, second round, their third round, the Rams third round, a fourth and a fifth. Yeah. So I was able to get them from six picks to 10. Oh, yeah. That's how good I am at drafting. (laughs) All right. So first things first, uh, with their ninth pick, had them go with a wide receiver, Jamar Chase from LSU. So did you trade down with the Broncos? No. You said the ninth pick. (laughs) Wait. They had the Lions at the seventh pick. Oh, they did? Oh, Sorry. Mm-hmm. I had another one where I had uh nope, you're right. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. It's not a big deal. See, professional right here. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, actually that was funny because I do remember that now because I was just like two picks to get traded. And that's where I got picked up two two extra picks right there because I was just like going down two, I was just like duh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, so yes, you are correct. Um, so Jamar Chase was still there, which was basically who I probably would have taken at seven, anyways. Yeah. Um, then uh, I know that most of these are probably going to be a little bit different. Then with the 49th pick, I had the Lions pick up Baron Browning, uh, linebacker yeah. from Ohio State. So stupid Buckeye, but he's good at the game. <laughs> Um, then for the 85th pick, I got uh cornerback, a uh, cornerback, not quarterback, cornerback from Stanford, Paulson Adebo. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, a little bit later with 101, I went with uh, an edge player from Tulane, Cameron Sample. And then... Uh, back to the offense at 112th pick, I took James Hudson, offensive tackle out of Cincinnati. And at the 114th pick, Tyler Shelvin, uh, inside defensive line from LSU. So another LSU player there. Mm-hmm. Um, this one I was definitely not familiar with, but looked like the best available player at the time. Uh, 153rd pick uh, took Richard LeCount the third from South Georgia. Or I'm sorry, from Georgia, uh, safety from Georgia. Sorry. Okay. Um, not very familiar with him, but. And then uh, pick 191, <clears throat> Shaka Tony, uh, edge from Penn State. So I doubled up on the uh, edge position there. Why not? I did the same with wide receiver because then at 205, it took Cornell Powell from Clemson. I was like, why not give it a shot? Clemson's got good players. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, last things last, uh, ditch effort just to see, you know, sometimes you might strike gold. Since I had some extra picks at 243, I took a quarterback, 
and I took uh, Shane Buscelli from SMU. Because why the heck not? All right. It's funny. A lot of the guys you picked are like guys that I like. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be mad if the Lions picked. Um, Baron Browning, Paulson Adebo, um, Cam Sample, and you- Shaka Tony. I like all those guys. And Shelvin, I like Shelvin as well. Okay. Did you know Richard LeCount? No. Okay. I was gonna say I, yeah. I know I know who he is, but I haven't watched like any of his game tape or anything like that. Yeah, like everybody um, else I was pretty familiar with. Um but yeah, Richard LeCount, I was like, uh okay. Uh I can give you some numbers here. You might change your mind when he hears forty time. No. <laughs> He's five ten, one ninety six, and he ran a four eight three. Mm. Woof <laughs> for a safety. And he's not even a big safety. <laughs> no, he's not. But who knows? His game speed could be faster. But um do you remember who you traded down with other than the Broncos? No. Okay. No clue. I only did one trade in mine, but I'll get to that. So I stayed put at seven and I took Jamar Chase. Um you know, it's a big position to need for the Lions, and he's the best receiver in the draft. Um, I mean, you got to take him if mm-hmm. you're there. I know everybody's going to harp in for defense, but we can get a guy like that, you take him. Um, I've said that my top picks, number one would be Chase. Number two would be Kyle Pitts, even though everybody freaks out because he's a tight end, but the way he plays he could play wide receiver as well and i mean you put him and tj hawkinson out there at the same time like who are you gonna double team (laughs) like both of those guys are so good and like look at the patriots they they did it with aaron hernandez and and gronk and they were like unstoppable at that time and then uh you know they're gonna do it now with johnny smith and hunter henry it's like it's two big weapons at tight end i mean it's not crazy yeah so in the second round, I traded down from 41 to 60 and with New Orleans, and I got the 98th pick and the 229th as well. So with my 60th pick, I took Milton Williams, defensive lineman from Louisiana Tech. Um, kind of, a, He's getting a little more recognition now, but like initially like kind of an under-the-radar guy. Um, kind of a versatile player on the defensive line. He's a big dude. He can play defensive tackle and defensive end, but he's got enough speed and he's a great pass rusher, especially up the middle, which kind of is the quarterback's least favorite. Oh <laughs> so, my gosh. Yeah. What a terrible pick. No, I'm just <laughs> so definitely what I'd be looking at. Um, and then also at 72, I took Chaz Surratt, a linebacker from North Carolina, a converted quarterback. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, big quarterback, but he's got good speed. He's really only played linebacker for like one season, but he's already kind of shown the instincts. Uh, he needs to work on his tackling a little bit. His coverage is decent, but just very athletic. Um, obviously, he's you know having that quarterback side too. He can read routes pretty well. Um, read offensive plays pretty well. So it's kind of a different dimension there. 
so with my 98th pick I got from New Orleans, I took Tyree Gillespie, or Gillespie, Gillespie the safety yeah. from, from Missouri. Um, this is a dude that's like under the radar. I've heard a couple of people like mention him, but you know, all the stuff I've seen, he's one of those guys is always like in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, I don't know, that kind of impresses me. He ran a four, three, eight at his pro day and you know, he's five eleven, two Oh seven. So he's not like a small dude. Um, yeah, definitely a guy that I would like to see them have at safety. Uh, I pick 101. I also went edge defender like you did, but I went with Quincy Roche from Miami. Um, he had a big pro day. I mean, all those guys from Miami run fast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I watched that pro day on ESPN, and um, yeah, he kind of impressed me. He was one of the, the ones that they weren't really there to watch. Uh, you know, he's 6'2", 243, ran a 4'6", which is pretty good for a defensive end. Um, I think he led the team in sacks. But, you know, it gets kind of overshadowed by Gregory Russo and um, and Jalen Phillips. So, a little under-the-radar guy. And then at 112, I went with defensive back uh, Robert Rochelle from Central Arkansas. Um, I don't know why, but I always love the small school guys. <laughs> okay. That like show a lot of promise. I don't, they always have like a chip on their shoulder. I feel like uh, he's, you know, he's kind of like got average size, five eleven, one ninety three. He ran a four three nine. Um, got a crazy broad jump as well, and he has a forty three inch vertical jump, which is pretty nuts. Um, I think. Only Ambry Thomas, or no, Marco Wilson from Florida was the only one that had a higher vertical than he did. Mm. So, um, yeah, super athletic, uh, good nose for the ball. Might be kind of a project, so I took him a little bit later. Uh, and then at 153, I took offensive tackle Walter or Walker Little from Stanford. Um I'm not very good at scouting linemen, but I've heard a lot of good stuff about him. So I'm like, yeah, he's there. I'll take him. <laughs> uh, then my last pick at 229, I always kind of seem like your last pick in your draft should be a guy that has a lot of upside, but um, maybe doesn't have it all together. And it's kind of a project. So I went with Michael Strachan. Or Strachan, I don't know how you say his last name, but he's a wide receiver from Charleston. Uh, he's a Division Two guy, but um, his numbers were kind of nuts at his uh, pro day. So he's six five, two hundred twenty six pounds. He ran a four five, and he did twenty reps on the bench. So another big guy that people have been talking about is. Um, this dude from Colorado State was Warren Jackson. Oh. He's 6'6", 219, and he ran a 4'6". So Strachan is only like an inch shorter. He weighs seven pounds more, and he ran like a tenth of a second faster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Almost two tenths of a second faster. And nobody's really talking too much about him because I don't think he has like 
a lot of experience playing football. He's from the Bahamas. And uh, immediately played in Division Two, where he like completely dominated. But he's like a good jump ball guy. He's got decent speed, and he's got good body control for a guy that big. Mm-hmm. So that wouldn't be a that'd be a guy I'd like to see the Lions take a chance on. But and that is end of my draft. Rock. Um, I mean, I don't see us taking a quarterback. I mean, you know, like you had. Uh, Bushley or Bushelli or however the heck you say his name. Bushelli. At the end. <laughs> at the end of um, the draft. Yeah, I could see him doing something like that. Just for, like roll the dice on a guy. But I've seen like these analysts have the Lions taking like Justin Fields at seven. And like I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think so. I, I, that, I was going to mention that. That really don't see the Lions taking a quarterback, um, at least early on, like maybe a late one. But I don't know, man. I just don't have that feeling. Yeah, I just I thought so when I heard they were going to trade Stafford. I'm like, okay, they're going quarterback big time. And then when they traded Stafford and they got Jared Goff, and you know he's got a couple years left on like a huge contract. I was like, okay, well, I guess, you know, I could roll with Goff. Like, he's not bad. Everybody says he's terrible, but, like, I don't think he's really that bad. I think he was just kind of in a tough situation. Like, the coach was kind of burned out on him. I think he just needed, like, a change of scenery. Mm. Um, I mean, he's played in a, a Super Bowl. I mean, they got dominated and by the Patriots, and he didn't score any points, but he's he's won a playoff game. Like he's not bad. What's uh, that? Do what's think, that like winning a playoff game? <laughs> right. Um, they definitely need to get some guys around them that can catch the ball. Um, that's why my I made a decision to take Chase at seven. Um, I also heard today that Devontae Smith from Alabama, the Heisman winner. He measured in at six foot, 166 pounds. What? 166. <laughs> no. Yeah, dude. Like, and the people are saying that the Lions should draft him. I'm like, if he gets hit once by like a hard hitting safety, he's going to explode. <laughs> oh, my word, dude. Yeah, tiny, tiny. People were freaking out because he, he, they were saying he's 175 pounds, but he weighed in at 166. <laughs> <laughs> like, yikes. Might cause a slide for him, but we'll see. Um, yeah, I mean, I like I said, I don't see him taking a quarterback. It might happen next year. Because I think Goff has like two years left on his contract. Mm. So we'll see what happens there. You know, Lions could even keep Goff this year and then trade him. Who knows? Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how that pans out. Yeah. And also, I released a all-32 team first-round mock. Uh, I posted it on Twitter and on Facebook. So if you guys wanted to check that out, go for it. Oh, Yeah. Which, in that one, the way it played out, I think Chase was already gone, so I took Jalen Waddell, the other yeah. wide receiver from Bama. 
I think um, I think I had him in one. Yeah, I think he's a better choice than Smith. He's got more size and he's faster. And the Lions love speed. <laughs> but that is all I got, dude. That's it. That's everything. That's I think that's everything. That's all the most amazing football stuff. Cause... For the preview, yep. Um, you know, I can see the Lions trading down. I really don't think they're going to trade up. So. Oh yeah, I, I don't think I don't think they're going to take a quarterback. Um, I don't think they're going to trade up. They could potentially trade down. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well. We'll see what happens, I guess. I don't know. It'll it'll be interesting. Like I said, I've got more interest in Lions football right now than Michigan football, but <laughs> there's more information that's going to be readily available for Lions football than Michigan football. So, Yep. Um, yep. We're one week away from the draft. Pew, pew, pew. Yeah, so um, what's the calendar? So we're not recording next uh, an episode next week. We're going to wait until after that. So if you guys want to leave a voicemail in reaction to the draft, I'd recommend doing it by May 4th. Yeah, because we'll be... the 4th be with you. Boom. Yeah, so by <laughs> May 4th, uh, if you want to give thoughts on the draft, Leave a voicemail by May 4th. Rock. All right. All set, man. Yeah, I am good. Uh, yeah, I'm all footballed out. That's, that's enough for a couple weeks now. <laughs> so we appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Uh, we're still here sticking around, kicking around, you know, it's off season. So it's a little bit slower. So if you are looking for something to listen to though, we do have our other podcast, the entertainment podcast, rock video rental, you could check that out if you're looking for something to do. So uh, we hope you guys have a good one and we will catch you next time. Go blue. Go blue. <laughs> On burgundy. <laughs> <laughs>